In Matthew chapter 5 and 6 and 7, Jesus gives the famous Sermon on the Mount. Hey, Drake. And in this famous Sermon on the Mount, Jesus does all kinds of teaching and preaching. But it's at the end of it that he calls people to a decision. He says, look, you've listened to me. You've liked what I've said. You've not liked what I've said. But at the point when Jesus was wrapping up this sermon, he didn't just want people to listen to his words. He wanted them to act on those words. And so he challenges everybody in the audience, his own disciples, his followers, the crowds that are around him, people who are curious, even the Pharisees who hated him. And he gives them three challenges. He sets up these contrasts. And we're going to look at those over the next couple of weeks. The first one is this, the broad gate and the narrow gate. Matthew chapter 7, verses 13 and 14. Here's what Jesus says, Enter through the narrow gate, for the gate is wide, and the way is broad that leads to destruction. And there are many who enter through it, for the gate is small. And the way is narrow that leads to life. And there are few who find it. Now this is just pretty much right in your face. you got to do something with it. And there's something that bothers me really about what Jesus teaches here. He says there's a lot of people that are going the way of destruction. And there's very few people that are going the way of life. Does that bother anybody at all? I mean in, in one sense it bothers me this way, right? Because I've got a lot of friends. I know a lot of you out here. I know a lot of your families. I know Joseph. I don't want Joseph to go down the broad way of destruction or Zach or any other knuckleheads that are waving at me right now. I, just, I don't want that for anybody. You guys want that for your friends? To go the way of destruction? The way of eternal damnation? Spending forever in hell? Nobody wants their friends or families to go that way, do they? But it bothers me because Jesus says there's a lot of people headed that direction. And then he says there's very few people that are headed the way of life. And so when I start to think about the people that I know, the people in my family, the people who are here at our church, the people who are in our community, the people I'm friends with, the people I've had a chance to talk to, I stop and I think, how many of those people are headed the way of the destruction? Because there's a lot of folks headed that way. And how many people are headed the way of life? Because there's only a few, Jesus says, who find that. And so here's what I want to share with you tonight. It's basically the same thing Jesus shared with this crowd. I want you to enter through the narrow gate. I want you to enter the narrow way. I want you to follow Jesus. Because that's the way of life. Jesus talks about the Broadway, first of all, and he gives a few descriptions. He says the gate is wide. In other words, you can be accepted if you go through the wide gate. It's open to anybody, right? You can be whoever you want to be. You can do whatever you want to do. It doesn't matter. You can come and be a part of our group. The gate is wide. And then he says the way is broad. That's a little more appealing, isn't it? How many of you went up on the the Pinnacle Mountain hike a couple weeks ago? 
the boulders. You guys remember that? That was nice and fun, wasn't it? It's, it was difficult up the mountain because you had to climb over boulders. As you got towards the top, there was a certain way you had to go to get there. Wouldn't it have been a lot easier and more appealing if you could have gone on top of the mountain and seen this wonderful view with this nice, smooth, broadly paved road going all the way to the top? It wouldn't have been as much fun, Joe. But it would have been a little more appealing, especially for those of you who got to the top and felt like you were about to die, right? Jesus says, the gate is wide, but also the way is broad. It looks more appealing. That would be more fun. That would be easier. I'd like that. And then he says this, the end of verse 13, and there are many who enter through it. So this broad gate provides more acceptance. This broad path provides more appeal. But also the many who enter through it give you a greater audience. More people will like you if you go the broad way. It'll be a whole lot more fun because of the, all the crowds you'll be around. But then sandwiched in between all of these descriptions, Jesus talks about the ultimate destination of the wide gate, the broad way, and this place where there are many who are going down the path. He said ultimately it leads to destruction. Ultimately, it leads to destruction. There might be widespread acceptance on the front end of it. There might be appeal in your own heart to go this direction. Jesus says, you know what? There might even be more people with you along the journey. But if when you reach the destination, it's a place of destruction, it's really not worth going. No matter how much appeal it has, or no matter how many people accept you, no matter how great the audience is. And then Jesus gives a description of the small gate, the narrow way, and the few who find it. First of all, he says the gate is, is small. You can't take a lot of stuff through. I remember flying over to Russia. I've only been out of the country one time. And when we flew over to Russia, to Moscow, on a mission trip my senior year after high school... I remember having to go through security checkpoints at the airport. Like, so in America, we make fun of the TSA, right? And all of the hoopla they put us through to get on airplanes. Man, in Russia, maybe it's just because I don't speak Russian, but I was scared to death getting off that plane. I would be arrested by somebody, you know, for having something in my suitcase that's not supposed to be there. And it wasn't even going to mean anything bad, you know. It was just going to, I was going to get interrogated by the KGB or something and get thrown into, into a Soviet prison. Um, so when we, we started coming through these gates, all of a sudden you realize that there's checkpoints set up. They're asking you questions, they're searching through your luggage, they're checking your passports and your visas, and there are some people who get turned away. They have to get back on the plane or they have to go be detained because they don't have the proper documentation to come in the country because something in their suitcase is there that ought not to be there and they've got to remove it and fill out paperwork and all kinds of stuff. Jesus says the gate is small. In other words, you can't take everything through with you. You can lay some things aside. There's no way that you can come through this narrow gate and continue to carry the junk you've been carrying around with you. And then he also says the way is narrow. 
this word narrow doesn't just mean tight in this type of, of sense, like you're having to scoot through a place where you don't fit. The word narrow can also mean steep or harder, cragged, rocky. This word is used to explain like mountain passes that only one person was able to go through because of the dangers of the cliffs that hung off to the left or the rocky side that was on the right. Jesus says the gate's small and the way's narrow. It's tough. And he says that there are few who find it. At times it kind of seems like there's nobody else around. But Jesus says ultimately, even though this way is more difficult, there's far fewer people with you on the journey and you don't get to take everything with you, it is the way that leads to life. And he says, this is why I want you to enter through the narrow gate. Not because it's less fun and not because it's hard, but because it's the only way that leads to life. So what is Jesus talking about when he's talking about this broad gate and this small gate? The wide gate and the narrow gate. He's talking about the Christian life. There's a lot of people that choose to go the broad way. In fact, this way is so broad, a lot of people don't even realize they're going the broad way. This broad way is filled with sin and self-righteousness. Sin in this sense, people are doing wrong, they know they're doing wrong, yet when the Holy Spirit convicts their heart, they don't want to lay aside sin and choose to follow Jesus. They don't want to put down the drugs, they'd rather keep their high and forget about Jesus. They don't want to put down the alcohol, they'd rather get drunk instead of following Jesus. They don't want to stop living in sexual immorality. Instead, they'd rather please themselves and not worry about trying to please Jesus. They want to do what they want to do. But this isn't the only avenue to get on the broad way. It can also be this attitude of self-righteousness. People who think that they're too good and they don't need God. Right? Well, I live my life according to my rules. I live my life according to Baptist traditions or according to normal church practices. And I would consider myself a good person compared to everybody else. And I just kind of fit in with mainstream Christianity. I'll fall underneath that umbrella and instead of really following Jesus, I'll just kind of go along with this massive group that call themselves Christians and Pretend like everything in my heart's okay. Jesus is trying to warn everybody in this crowd. Sinners, self-righteous people alike, that there's only a small gate, a narrow way, that leads to life. Jesus is ultimately pointing people to himself. Here's why I know that. In John chapter 10, Jesus said, I am the gate or I am the door of the sheep. The only way to get into the fold is to go through him. In John chapter 14, verse 6, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no man comes to the Father except through me. And so here's reality for all of us here tonight. We've got to face Jesus' words for what they are. 
There's many who are going down the broad path. There's few who find that narrow way. Jesus wanted more to find that narrow way. And that's why he says, enter through the narrow gate. Trust in me, believe in me, and I can give you eternal life. That means for some of you, you're going to have to lay down all the junk and the garbage in your life, the sin that you've been holding on to so dearly, and you're going to have to let it go so that you can follow Jesus. That means for some of you in here, you're going to have to let go of self-righteousness, of thinking you've got it all together and you can live a life good enough to please God on your own and you don't need to repent of your sins and follow Jesus. When it comes down to it, there's really only one gate that leads to life. There's really only one way that promises abundant life. There's only one person who can give that life to us. His name is Jesus. So at the end of this message, Jesus is telling these people, if you want life, you have to believe in me. If you want to enter into life, you have to go through me. And so here's where I'm going to challenge you tonight. Have you come to Jesus? Have you chosen to believe in him and enter through the narrow gate? To step out in this narrow path. Follow him as he leads you. He wants you to. With all of his heart, he wants you to. With all of his heart, he wanted this whole audience to. That's why he was preaching to him in Matthew 7. But Jesus won't make exceptions for anybody. It's either belief in him and eternal life. Or no belief in him and eternal destruction. And the choice is yours to make. Let's pray together. Father God, we do come to you tonight recognizing that none of us, none of us can find eternal life on our own. It took your son Jesus coming down and pointing out the way to eternal life. He himself being the way. And so, God, I pray that tonight, as your Spirit works in the hearts of people, that you would reveal sin that needs to be laid down so that people can trust you as Savior. And, Lord, I pray that you would point out self-righteousness that needs to be put aside so people can follow you as Lord. Dear Jesus, we thank you for pointing out this hard truth, but also for inviting us to enter through the narrow gate, to walk this narrow path and come to eternal life with you. Lord, I pray if there's anybody here tonight who hasn't yet chosen to walk the narrow path and enter through the narrow gate, they would choose to do so. We thank you so much for loving us, for giving us the opportunity to have life. It's in your name we pray. Amen. All right, the youth band's going to come and close us out in a song. Um, hope that you guys will be here uh, next Sunday night. We'll be eating back in the Mac again at 530.
uh, for our fellowship meal, and then we'll head back around here for worship. Um, on, on Halloween night, Wednesday night, October the 31st, if you didn't know when Halloween occurred every year, um, we're going to have a whole lot of fun up here. Um, you need to come dressed up in, in costume, all right? Something that's going to look better than, uh, than Miss Tabitha's costume. She's got a pretty cool one. Um, I don't know if she'll reveal the secret of what it is, but it's really cool. Um, she, she might be growling like a dinosaur. I'm not exactly sure what's going to happen there. So you guys come back uh, Halloween night, October the 31st. Um, if you're a teenager, you've you got to wear a costume, and, uh, and you, ought, you ought to bring your parents and some of your older brothers and sisters too and get them in all the fun. So you guys come back that night. You ready? Yeah. Good deal.